the surface, unlimited PTO sounds like a dream come true. No limitations, endless freedom. Or so we thought. It's been remarked on this pod before that unlimited PTO actually had a high number of results in fewer days off. Then there's folks who have traditional accrued time off or even a set number of PTO days. Each of these arrangements requires some type of etiquette when using and requesting your time off though, right? Well, today let's go to an unlikely source to reconsider our PTO etiquette. Maintaining a work-life balance keeps getting harder, but it doesn't have to. This is The Big Balance, a podcast for anyone struggling to stay ahead or even just keep up with work, life, and everything in between. Join us each week for practical advice you can actually apply to get a little sanity back in your day. Brian, I don't think it's too much of a stretch to say we're not necessarily the most hip to modern trends. Screw you, I'm hip. What are you talking about? You think you're hip? I I am quite with the with the youth. All right. Well, I think one thing I will say, I I may I disagree a little bit, but I will say, <laughs> however, you and I certainly lived through the heyday of BuzzFeed, right? I remember when my Facebook feed was just list article and quiz after quiz as I as far as I could scroll, right? I remember ignoring everybody who posted BuzzFeed quizzes to like their Facebook account. Oh yeah. Like it me it's it's like it was it was like the the 2000s early 2000s equivalent of astrology. It wasn't what sign were you born under? It was what flavor chocolate would you be or what kind of ice cream would you be? No, that's exactly it. And that's that's what I think of when I think of BuzzFeed. But I think it has kind of taken on a slightly different role as of late. Uh, that's not to say it's still not the most insufferable thing and I feel the need to probably provide a disclaimer that I am in no way a fan of BuzzFeed, not by a long shot, but with an iPhone, and I don't I don't know if you get this because I don't think you have an iPhone, Brian, but if you scroll all the way to, I guess, the left it is, there's, there's like a news tab or something like that. And I've noticed that my iPhone has now decided that sometimes BuzzFeed articles belong on this news tab, and it's probably the algorithm determining that I do want more, so maybe it's just what I list and what I engage in. Well, today's episode comes from my phone recommending me not only a BuzzFeed article, but a TikTok. So, Brian, back to our original point. Are you hip to TikTok trends? I am not at all hip to TikTok trends, no. I, I, I barely know what a TikTok is or, or what it is or why it is. Well, right, so that's that's back to my original point. We're in unhip dad territory when it comes to this type of stuff. So, we're not necessarily the most hip to modern I don't even want to say tech because, yeah, no, I deal with a lot of technology in my work, but not uh, social media platforms, we'll call it. I don't have an iPhone, but my wife did. Did I ever tell you about the time it fat shamed me? No, go for it. So I'm sitting out on my porch and my wife says, hey, I'm cooking dinner. Are you hungry? I said, no, I ate a lot today. And her phone in her pocket somehow must have been set to like voice command and just all of a sudden blurts out, I thought as much. <laughs> it was, screw it was, you phone it was siri probably she might have like double yeah. tapped it or something siri, yeah. siri's calling me fat siri's saying i eat too much that's why i don't have an iphone 
Siri's mean. Well, I'm sure my Amazon Echo is listening to me too, because sometimes I give it attitude and then it doesn't want to work. So I don't. I don't have one of those in my house. I call them devil cylinders. I I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but it's it's creepy that there's a device in your house that's literally always listening to you. I don't like it. It freaks me out. This is me being an old guy. This is this is dad territory. I don't like it. I don't trust it. Guess what? Your phone does the same thing. I know, I know. Just, you can't get you can't get away from it. You can't. So I just figure I'm going to lean into it. Social media and content creating platforms like TikTok have a wide range of audiences. And as much as we like to think corporate culture is immune to trends and fads, think again. Selena Rezvani, and apologies if I'm not pronouncing that right, is a leadership and self-advocacy author who has taken to TikTok to share some of her workplace tips. Today's episode comes from one of her viral posts advocating for the right way to take PTO. What can we glean from her PTO and workplace tips? And does this pod have anything better to offer? Spoiler alert, probably not. All right, before diving into today's topic, a quick call out that we will be linking the article, which in turn links the TikToks because I'm not on TikTok and I can't link it myself. So if you enjoy any of Selena's advice or even our hot takes on her advice, be sure to go and support her content. And without tipping my hand too much before we start, I will say I think she brings up some great points for discussion and offers some great bits of advice, hence why we're here today. I got to say right out of the gate that I love what she calls herself or what this article calls her, because what's the word I'm always using? What's the phrase I'm always using on this show that we got to be our own advocate? And here she is as a self-advocacy expert. Right. I, I did feel the need to specifically call that out. And I don't go too deep into it today, but she has a, a book about advocating for yourself. So again, if you read the article, it'll all be linked in there. But, and there's always a but though, I think there's some questions that I have around how practical that advice actually is. We're probably the kings on this pod here of, here, take my advice, but me personally, I have limited experience when practicing what I preach. Brian, am I being too harsh on us right now? Because I feel like I do that a lot. I'm like, I haven't tried this. No, I don't think you're being too harsh in the sense that, look, it's always easier to suggest things than actually do it. Was it Mike Tyson said, everybody has a plan until they get punched in the mouth? Yeah, that's that's kind of the, the, the long and short of it is we can give advice. We can try to take it ourselves. But really, the, the proof in the pudding is in the eating. And the eating is actually trying to talk to your boss about respecting your time. That, that can be very hard or uncomfortable. So I don't think you're being too hard in the sense that, people listening are the ones who have to enact it. We can just sit here on our little soapboxes on the internet and, and, and proclaim big statements that, that don't actually have to come true. <laughs> well, that's us. what it is. I'm, I'm on my high horse here giving you advice and I don't need to worry about whether you take it or not because I'm still on my soapbox just preaching. So yeah. All right. We're not being too harsh. That being said, um, maybe some of Selena's advice might be worth exploring. Um, so let's dive into that a little bit. She starts off this viral TikTok with some rather practical advice. Brian, the advice is take your PTO regularly. This seems pretty obvious and potentially pretty practical, 
but I'm already starting to see a crack in the veneer a little bit. This is clearly more geared towards those of us with unlimited PTO, hence why I started the show that way. But if I only have 10 to 15 PTO days that I get in a given year, and I have this family vacation that I take every year, I'm already working against a limited number of days, and now by planning that week, we'll say it's five days because you go the full week, I'm working against an even smaller number of days. So I think to take time in any frequency outside of my once-a-year family vacation seems reckless. And Brian, let me pose a question to you. Do you get sick days or is your PTO days all-encompassing? So I haven't had separate sick and PTO days since... God, I'm going to say like 10 years, more than 10 years, really. Yeah, is that it's, like it's, an old school thing now? Do they still do I that? Guess it I don't is. even know. Yeah. I I when I started working, it was a split, and I don't know when in my job hopping that started changing, but now yeah, it's just one big pot. And I, I can go in a soapbox right here. If, if you'll permit me, I don't know how long the episode's going to go for. Well, folks, if uh, you have the uh, the ability of looking <laughs> at the, <laughs> you can decide right now if you want to listen to Brian's uh, rant. Yeah. So we'll tell you right now. Skip ahead a little bit if you don't, but I'll indulge you, Brian. All right. Here, here's the way I seize it. All right. Talking about <laughs> combined PTO and sick days. All right. If I have a limited number of days and I have a child if my kid gets sick and I need to take her to the pediatrician or, God forbid, the hospital, I need to preserve those days, right? Fair enough. If I have my own personal sick day, well, I have a, if it's a head cold, I'm probably going to go into the office. Now, this is a very controversial thing to say during a pandemic, and I <laughs> yeah, get right? that. Uh, but uh, picture before the pandemic. Uh, when when all of us knew a cold to be a, a minor irritation and that's it. If I had to take a vacation day for my own head cold, I'm coming in because I'd rather preserve those days for when I have to take my daughter to the doctor, right? I can't take my daughter to the doctor in my office, but I can work sick in my office. And for anybody out there saying, man, this guy's an a-hole for that. Yes, but like I always say, we're really beholden to the rules that our bosses set, right? We're, we're playing the game that our company designed. When you say that vacation days and sick days are one pot, you're inviting this to happen. It's not an abuse. I'm playing by your rules. So that's my little bit of a soapbox. It's yes. I, I see those things being combined constantly. No, I don't like it or think it makes sense because you're begging people to come into work sick and lower the productivity of the whole office when everybody else gets it. Yeah, and if you thought that that was reason enough to think Brian's an a-hole, you haven't been listening to the pod long I enough. I got we're, plenty we're more. both a-holes, right? <laughs> plenty of reasons to think that. That's just but, one of them. But what I think you're really touching on is something that I completely agree with. I kind of viewed it from, and this is from my perspective because I'm not a father, but what if I needed to take a sick day? Once I have children, I'm sure totally my perspective will shift. But if I'm taking my PTO regularly, as Selena advises for, I might be forcing myself to take some like unpaid time off. What happens if I'm all out of PTO? Admittedly, I've never run out of PTO days, but I imagine the process of applying for extra sick days or short-term sick leave or PTO share or like gift exchange, a.k.a. your coworkers donating your PTO days... I'm sure that's a major pain in the ass. Also, I'm realizing now, like, 
does it sound super gross to say you're donating PTO days or need to be like gifted PTO days? Like, is that truly an American complaint or like a symptom of Americanism right there? Right. I'm going to be honest. I hate that. Enti- I, I hate that entire concept and I hate the pseudo quote unquote BS feel good articles you read about, Oh, so-and-so a uh, teacher got, uh, diagnosed with cancer and all of his uh, compatriots all of his co-workers donated their vacation days to him that's not a feel-good story the the feel-good story is guy gets cancer his company understands it's a life and death thing and supports him by just giving him pto days having to have your co-workers donate them to you that's halfway to a dystopian f- f- hellscape where your your time is just not your own anymore. I, I hate I hate those stories. It's not even that I just hate the fact that it's happening. I hate the fact that it's happening and we view it as a good thing. It, it's it we're normalizing this this horrible practice. I think this show is turning into a bit of an echo chamber because I feel like I'm having deja vu and we've had this conversation before. So Do we talk about this before? Maybe not specifically that, but the idea of like the feel good story around Basically, like this idea that is truly just a problem with American corporate culture to this workaholic mentality to where we've talked about before, like the the European out of offices, like I'm I'm away for three months backpacking, whereas the American out of offices, I'm in the hospital, but you can reach my cell if you need. Me, yeah. Right. Yeah. We, so. Yeah. We did have that. Yeah. It's a different thing being normalized, but both equally bad, in my opinion. So, yeah, agree. So, John, those are good points, but I do want a counterpoint at the same time. So what you're saying makes sense. If I only have 10 days, it's it's not really the same as if I have unlimited days and can just keep taking off. But the counterpoint for me is let's look at the actual stats. And I forget the episode number. We'll have to, to go back and chat. Well, I think the episode was just called Take Your Vacation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, I think it's Take Your PTO or something. Yeah. When you look at the numbers... Even if people only have 10 days, in America at least, statistically, they're still not taking all 10 of them. So I like her advice here minimally because if the constant fear is you're going to use them up and not have them when you need them, that's not reality. The reality is you feel that way, then you'll lose them at the end anyway. So she's at least trying to get us into a regimen of using them the way we should. Well, and I think there's some merit or truth to the advice that she's giving because by taking it frequently, she argues that your boss or your coworkers won't view this as some rare occurrence, but rather something that's to be expected. And frankly, it should be allowed, welcome, encouraged, whatever. I often find myself feeling guilty if I have to take PTO, especially if the team's swamped or it's a busy season. But Selena argues that it's never going to be the right time, and she pushes back and basically says, screw that. Because it's never going to be the right time and you're never going to have those perfect conditions, you're never going to take your time off. So me personally, I still have to get past that guilt, but I struggle with that. And Brian, I don't know if you feel that way, but it's hard for me to separate that a little bit. I view the people and the work kind of one in the same. Well, I think there's a logical shift in, in mindset that could help here. And that's to say, look, your day's off are something that you earn. They're part of your compensation package, as is your paycheck. So if I went to you and said, John, you know, the company's not doing as great as it did last quarter. Can you give that last paycheck back? Can you just not cash that sucker? 
of course you're going to say no, and you're not going to feel guilty about that because you recognize it's part of your compensation. So it's just a mindset shift to say, my paycheck is my compensation, so are my vacation days, and I've earned these, and I should use them just like I do cash my paycheck. Well, and I think this might be, for me, a more personal dilemma than a professional one. Because I, I tend to try to really connect with my coworkers, and that sometimes, I think, is what leads to that guilt. Like I said, I can't separate the person and the work, and I feel bad that someone's going to have to cover my work while I'm out. But I guess, don't we always do that? Don't we always pick up the slack where it's needed? Even if our coworkers aren't out and they're just dragging their feet or holding up a project or not really holding, you know, you know not really carrying their weight. We take it upon ourselves to make it up that slack sometimes on given projects. Maybe not all the time, but sometimes I'm like, if this is an important project, I don't care if Joe Blow is taking forever on this. I'm going to make sure it gets done, even if that means stepping on toes. Yeah, I go back to the whole idea of we're playing the game that our bosses set up. And if your boss has staffed correctly and has the resource availability they need, or if they're going out of their way to understand when people are taking off and planning for that little bit of outage, it wouldn't necessarily be a problem either. So if you feel like you taking a day or multiple days off is having a really adverse impact on your team, your projects, what have you, really that's just poor planning of your manager that's having that impact, not you, not John. No, exactly, and I think piggybacking off of that a little bit, she also advocates for us to not share the details around the why we're taking the PTO. And for me, I think I feel the need to justify why I'm taking that PTO, but really we're not required. She recommends just putting in the request and calling it a day. There's no need to constantly justify the why because ultimately it's our right. We've earned that PTO to your point. Yeah, I love it. I, I think she's she's spot on. That's it's one I the, really agree with, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's the whole notion that if you feel like you have to make an excuse or if your boss expects one, it's like saying that this isn't really my time, it's my boss's time, and I'm begging for it, right? If I have to have a reason for taking off, it's basically, oh, boss, can you do me a favor and let me stop working? No, it's, hey, I earned this, I'm going to take off. Why? Doesn't matter. A personal day. Exactly, and I think what it boils down to is, what she's arguing for and what she's really advocating for is boundary setting. We as employees, as workers, we're granted these privileges, these perks, these plus ones. But a lot of the time, what ends up happening is, is we don't get the full benefit of these perks or benefits. Uh, I'll share an example with you. Don't I get won't the say, benefits of the benefits. Right. Now, I realize how silly that sounded, but I'm keeping it in there, folks. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll share an example that I, I have, and I won't say what An example what of an example? Job. Oh, shut up now. I'll share an example of something that I, I went through. It's at a previous job of mine, and I won't say what job it was, but I worked for an organization that it had it clearly stated in the employee handbook that we have summer schedules to where you can work four 10-hour days or figure out a way to make that work and take off Fridays or log off early. I forget the full extent of the arrangement. But in the two years I worked for this company, I never once met anyone who actually took advantage of this perk. And when I finally brought it up to somebody, they didn't even know it was in the handbook. I think that story goes to show that... Um, you can make updates to your handbook, and if you're not uh, really telling folks about this nice advantage they have, 
do you really want the people even taking it? Like, are you just putting it in there to entice folks to come work for you? And then when it gets to the time to where they're working for you, it's like, oh, nobody takes advantage of that. Hey, man, broken record time for me. Like I've said time and time again, company culture is not something written in a document. Company culture is what's lived. And if you have a bunch of people that aren't taking advantage of a program because they don't even know it exists, or even if they do, they don't feel comfortable doing it, then that's your culture. Your culture is a standard five-day-a-week, 40-hour work week. That summer schedule, that's not your culture. Sorry. Yep, and th- and that's what Selena is advocating for. She's a self advocacy expert, and she argues for you to really argue for yourself. You know, if you see a situation where it's like, "Hey, this is in the handbook. I'm taking advantage of it. Maybe you should." And I'm sure that my story mirrors a lot of other people's. I don't think it's unique, and I think that's why people like Selena have jobs and they're popular on platforms like TikTok. So, taking some of Selena's advice after the break, I'm gonna put in a PTO request with my manager. Brian, I think that's going to be you. Let's uh, play out some scenes and let's see what uh, Selena would consider the right way to go about it. And then I'm going to talk about how I actually would do it. So flipping the script a little bit, I'll be honest, I don't see myself taking her advice as much as I want to take her advice. So after the break, we'll see what that's like. This better be a long break because as your manager, I got big problems with your TPS reports. Brian, so we're in the middle of our one-on-one, and it got to the point where I gave you all my project updates, and I finally feel the confidence. I'm ready to tell you that I need to I need to take some time off in the future. Uh, so let's let's kind of play that out. So if I'm role playing, can I can I do like other Brian voice, like other Brian's your manager? <laughs> I would love if other Brian was my manager, but at the nice. same time, I would be terrified if other Brian was my manager. <laughs> John, let's talk about your performance over this last month. Oh, gee, boss, I, I hope it's been okay. What do you think? <laughs> this is a really weird segment we're doing right now. No, it's it's okay. But no, I'm I'm glad you I'm glad you're happy with my performance, and I really appreciate that raise that you're going to put in for me. Um, I think now is a great time to bring up the fact. I that, think you uh, mean cost of living adjustment. <laughs> there we go. Yeah, cost of living adjustment. There you go. Uh, but I actually have some time coming up uh it's it's in a couple weeks so we have plenty of time to plan it out but i'm actually going to be taking some time off with my family uh going to be going on like a little vacation uh so i was figuring um i'm going to put in the request i just wanted to give you a heads up first is is that all right well let's let's break character for just a moment to say you've already failed the recommended path forward Right. Would you mind mind critiquing me a little bit? Yeah. You mind critiquing it a little bit for me? Yeah. If if uh, if if I could channel Selena for a moment, you went on quite the tear about what exactly you would be doing on your vacation, almost as if you had to prove you deserve to take it, Jonathan. Right. Right. Yeah. Tisk, tisk, tisk. So first bit of advice right there you would give is 
don't go on that long-winded explanation, right? No, but what you did, it felt, I mean, I'll speak for you, it felt very natural to do. You're taking time off. Your boss, who you work with, doesn't know where you're going to be. They rely on you, so you want to explain yourself. It, I, I recognize, and I totally agree with her advice, but I also know why you did it, because it, it feels like the right thing, and it feels like it's something we are supposed to do, or at least should do out of you know kindness. Exactly. So let's try it again, and I'm going to try to channel some of Selena's advice and maybe give it a better go. Hey, Brian. Yeah, thanks again for putting in that cost of living adjustment for me. Really appreciate it. Um, It feels great to know that the company appreciates all my hard work. I did want to call out that in a couple weeks, and I'm going to put this on the calendar, I will be out of the office for the week. uh, So maybe we can start planning ahead and making sure that um, you know I'll put together a plan that my projects are covered. Does that work for you? I don't know how that's going to work for me, John, because I'm not really sure what the project workload's going to be that far out yet. I think we'll be able to plan ahead. I'm, I'm going to put together a good, uh, you know, just kind of coverage schedule. I'll probably put most of my projects in a good place to where they won't really have to move much. Maybe just kind of check in for some updates. Uh, so I'll do everything I can to make sure it's in a good spot for you. That sounds like a fair deal on my end. See, and one thing I did like about that is there might be managers who push back on that and say, well, I don't know what the project load is going to be like in that situation. So other Brian there did push back. Regular Brian, what would your advice be there? It, the, again, it comes down to if you're going far enough in advance that they don't even know what the project schedule is going to be. I don't know. I mean, it's. I guess the first place I would go is well, let's cross that bridge when we come to it. But that's just leaving the door open to say, I guess I won't be taking that vacation time if they do decide that there's something coming up on the books, right? Exactly, and I think that's a really tough angle to consider and and if your boss is going to say things like that i think maybe selena would advocate for us to remind them that this isn't much as a request as much as it is a formality i guess and is that the way we should be viewing it is this just kind of i'm giving you the courtesy to let you know as opposed to just saying day of i'm not in yeah oh i got a hard one for you ask me for that day again. okay um, so in a couple weeks, uh, I, I do need a day off. Uh, I have some things planned that I won't be able to be in the office for. Ooh, that's going to be a no-go from me, bro. There's a couple other people who had requested that same weekend, and they have a little bit more seniority. Now what? What do you do with that? I, I wish I had the answer because this is something that's pretty close to me. Uh, my my good buddy actually had that happen to him. He just uh, he's he's going into the office tomorrow when he originally had the day off, and they took it back from him. So what what do you advocate for? I don't know. These are these are really hard tough. things to this deal is tough. with. Um, and now I don't work in a. I'm gonna call it. Not live action. It makes me sound like I'm a a tabletop role-playing game personified. I don't work in an industry like retail or like a restaurant where that that availability is really make or break, right? If you have a half dozen servers and two of them call out sick, makes it a lot harder to take that day off because operations kind of grind to a halt, right? As an office worker, I don't have that level of stress because I don't have that level of impact. But yeah, I, I know that's a thing for a lot of people, uh, especially in the service industry. It's I, what do you do? Yeah, well, I, I again wish I had an answer for something like that. All I can say is, is maybe try to leverage 
as much of those self-advocacy tips that maybe Selena's calling out as much as you can. Um, And again, it's really this feels a do as I say, not as I do scenario, because I, I don't know what I would do in that situation. So, you know what we should do? We should try to get Selena to come on the show and pose these questions to her. Probably not other Bryans. That's a weird way to meet somebody for the first time, but... Okay, so I'm going to bring us to another scene here. Um, other Brian is probably not going to be needed for this one just Aww. because... Uh, you know what? No. I'm going to I'm gonna put together another scene for us here, and this one might be a little bit... Uh, I guess a little bit even more meta because in this scenario, I'm going to be drafting an email or a chat to other Brian. So let's see how other Brian responds. So, hey there, boss. I have something coming up next week. I think my projects are in a good spot and it looks like Friday is open. Mind if I take a half day? Other Brian, what, what would you say to that? I mean, is, is other Brian a dick? Other Brian can be a dick. Let's find out. Dear John, I'm a little bit concerned that you're not fully aware of the status of your project. Why do you only think that it's in a good spot? Please advise. Sorry, I should have been more clear. (laughs) My projects are in a great spot, and my main sponsor is actually out that day. So I should be okay to put things on hold. Please advise. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I, I, I can't imagine having a problem with it. Um, yeah, I don't know. That seems fine to me. So I think in this scenario, I channeled Selena's advice a little bit more up front. And I don't know if it's the screen in front of me, the fact that I'm not going to you in person. It's not on a Zoom call. But I felt more comfortable phrasing it that way in in that scene there as opposed to me bringing it up to you in person and it got me thinking is there this in person you know like courtesy or I feel the need to justify myself a little bit more as opposed to hiding behind that screen and I think it goes for both giving you know uh, feedback or asking for time off I can be a lot harsher (laughs) on zoom or or chat I should say not zoom but I can be a little bit harsher if I don't have to necessarily see your face or hear your response in live time. I guess, but I, I feel like at that point you are still using the medium as a crutch a little bit. So agree. Yeah, no, 100%. It, I completely agree. I don't, I'm not advising for yeah, that. No, if, the, if there's a way for you to have that conversation in person, in person is always going to be better because minimally, you know, they understood what you were saying. Uh, and I, I think there is some good advice that I've heard when it comes to this kind of conversation, which is we all have trouble I guess put it sticking up for ourselves, right? But we have less trouble sticking up for somebody else. So if I were to yeah. go to you and say, you know, were we still working together and said, John, I'm feeling really crappy today. Can you talk to our boss about, you know, taking it easy on me? I don't think you'd have any trouble going to our boss and saying, you know, Brian's workload's kind of heavy. His mind is all over. Let's let's see if we can kind of distribute that workload a bit. But you probably wouldn't feel comfortable doing the same thing for yourself, right? So the idea is when you're going to your boss to request that time off, pretend you're requesting it off for somebody else. And that feels so silly to do, but it actually does help because we're better at advocating for others than we are ourselves. So get in that mindset until it feels comfortable. 
Well, it, it's funny. I feel like you might have been channeling my my brain a little bit. Did I just steal your lead right there? <laughs> I, I, no, no. But I was thinking something similar to where my advice would be: think about that conversation that you're having and give the same amount of detail that you would on that email or that chat exchange that I just played out. Don't feel the need to justify it. Two more small scenes. So indulge me just for a little bit longer, Brian. So it's Monday morning, and I'm walking into the office. We're going to assume that we're back in person. And quick knock on your door. Knock, knock, knock. You may enter. Your your door was open, and I was giving you that, like, that courtesy knock, like, hey, I'm walking Other in. Other Brian's door like, is never behind. open. Security is a top <laughs> concern always. I would hate to work for other brands. <laughs> As you should. Out right now. <laughs> All right. So it's it's Monday morning, and I'm walking into your, your office. Um, hey, Brian, I'm really sorry, but something came up for Thursday, and I think I need to, to take a half day. Uh, my mother-in-law, it's just a whole story, but... Do you mind if I do you mind if I do that? I, I don't know where my projects are at, but I, I need to take this day. Well, A, if I had a buzzer again, you shouldn't have to explain why. But B, I don't even think other Brian's cold harder enough to to step in the way of, you know, issues like that, I would hope. Right? Right. So I'm glad you call out the the buzzer right there because hey, in case you didn't notice, I'm doing this on purpose, man. So <laughs> the whole point there is is that a situation to where that extra layer of detail or that justification is even needed? No, but you even made the comment. Even other Brian isn't that cold. Yeah, that's a good point. Good point. You caught me. Caught me right in the feels right? with that one, John. So, and this is why, not that I'm pushing back on Selena at all, but is there a need to share certain details if it's something, you know, like a family matter that is very serious and you need maybe extended time off? I would appreciate that extra layer of detail just because it helps me empathize and sympathize a little bit. Well, I guess there's a distinction to be made here. Uh, What Selena's talking about is you don't need a justification for using a vacation day, and that's true enough. But the situation that we're talking about here, it's a little bit different. You know, if your vacation policy is if you're taking a week off, at least give a few days notice. That's one thing. But if you come in and say, man, I got to drop everything and go now, policy be damned. Yeah, it's not so much asking for an excuse to take a day. It's it's kind of providing rationale for why the policy in place ain't going to work this time. And that's a really good point. And I don't know if I ever worked for a company that had a, an explicit policy that says, if you're taking a week off, you need to give X amount of days notice. That's that's a really good point. And, and I like the the color around providing rationale to, you know, basically justify, even though we don't need to. And I think that you're, you're touching on something that was actually going to be seen for, but let's just play it out right now. That last minute issue when something comes up, I, I've, I've been in scenarios where I've had to text my boss and say, hey, you know, something came up and I'm, I'm either going to be late this morning or I don't know if I'm going to be able to make it in. I have this meeting. Um, would you be able to handle it or could you pass it off to, you know, Tom, Dick or Harry, whatever? I don't care, but I this came up. I, there's nothing I can do. And hopefully it's only a day long issue or commitment. But if it extends beyond that, I'm giving you that rationale as to say, hey, I might be out of pocket. And it's more, it's beyond a courtesy. It's more of a heads up to say, just so you know, you might be getting some more work. I sent my out of office and you are my, uh, 
you're my backup while I'm out. And yeah, it's not ideal, but it happens. And that rationale maybe provides some empathetic justification if I can create my own term right now. I'll go a step further and kind of add a layer of context on here as well. I think that if a company can hear that rationale and still push back on it, either you know bereavement in the family or circumstances completely outside of your control. Hey, my car broke down. My car got stolen. I physically can't get in. No, that's not good enough. That's, I don't think it even matters. It's a moot point because I don't want to work somewhere like that anyway. These are all signs that the company you're working for doesn't really view or value you as a human, as an individual. They view as a cognitive machine. And that kind of sucks, right? I, we, I work for a consultancy that can be very fast paced. We have a lot of long, actually this week for me has been a, a string of really long days because we have some really tight deadlines. I still have a boss who reminds me, hey, you don't take your vacation days. Go take your vacation days because you need to. You know, it's because even though things get hectic, my boss still recognizes me as a human, as a person. And that's that's the, the key there. So, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and say moot point because if you can say these things, if these are true, uh, if, if you have real problems and your boss says, I don't care, nine o'clock or bust. That's not a job I'm that worried about losing at this point. So I just had, man, I felt like what feels like years in in a dead-end job with other Brian as my boss. Uh, but fortunately, we found out that other Brian is a little bit more empathetic than I expected. Is, is that a surprise to you? My heart did grow a few sizes that Christmas. <laughs> If anything, I, I almost, I'm just making other Brian talk more because I really get a kick out of other Brian. This is actually really <laughs> painful to do for a long period of time. Yeah, and here I am being the, uh, <laughs> the a-hole who's forcing you to do it. Yeah, as you call. There we go. here now. Uh, usually we edit those out, folks, but that cough is, is there for context. <laughs> it's heavy and laden with testosterone. So I think we found out that Selena really does have some great advice, and I really like how the fact that I've been referring to her as Selena, like as like, uh, like she's uh, our best a, friend, yeah, yeah, like a mon a mononym or whatever it is with somebody who has <laughs> goes by one name. Uh, I I'll be honest with you, I just didn't want to keep mispronouncing her last name if that if I was. So uh, apologies in advance, or apologies uh, post mortem. I guess or not post mortem. Jesus Christ, we be killing her. <laughs> Yeah, right? This is getting weird now. This is why I but keep I, the door to my office closed. I do <laughs> I not trust you everyone. people. <laughs> I appreciate everyone letting me uh, go to my boss and take a couple days off, despite the fact that other Brian uh, is now suffering from emphysema based on his cough pattern. It's really uh, painful. To do. I swear to God, <laughs> you have no idea. I don't know why you keep doing it at this point. Nobody... <laughs> I think I said this to you before, but nobody's asking you to do it. I did ask you to do it, I guess, for this episode. I, so. I totally volunteered because I do like doing it. <laughs> Be sure to tune in again next week where other Brian will certainly make an appearance because I'm going to make a point of it to make uh, make sure he visits every episode now. Oh, Jesus. I know. I'm sorry. I'm not going to get I'm not going to sign you up for that. I but literally would die. As our little smooth music plays us out right now, we're just going to talk about Other Brian's death. <laughs> There's the call. I'm not going to be coughing all night now, man. 
Thanks for listening to the Big Balance Podcast. Don't forget to like and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and drop us a comment while you're there. Until next time.